All right, guys, this is Raj Mataj from the On Call Empath, and I'm back, but this time I'm doing a not just a regular episode, but a bonus episode. That's right. I've only done maybe two or three in my whole podcast series, which should tell you that when I do do a bonus episode, um, it's something very special to me that um, made an impact in my life. Um, My next guest, uh, who I'm going to introduce to, is basically somebody who really understands the mind-body connection, pain. Um, She understands the nervous system. Uh, She does somatic work. Her name is Betsy Jensen, who's a body and mind life coach. And guys, she is really good at what she does. I am so glad that I have had the opportunity to cross paths with her because as you guys all know my story, I I suffered from uh, years and years of deliberating back pain, uh, neck pain, migraines, um, and I just wanted to make sense of it for once and for all. I mean, I've had so many people on the podcast, but I've also done my own research and I, you know, reached out to many doctors and, you know, um, so far, like, I mean, everything the Betsy said, it just, it's almost like a light bulb that popped up in my head. I mean, she really resonated with me and I hope um, you guys could also uh, find some value in in this bonus episode. We're going to do a actual meditation um, in the very end of this episode. So stick around um, and it's going to be a live, uh, you know, it's going to be right on the podcast. So if you guys ever want to go back to it in, in the future, you can always go back and listen to it. But it is very powerful, at least for me. Like, I mean, I felt so much more lighter. Um, so I hope you enjoy this bonus episode. So with that said, let's go ahead and get started. All right, guys, we are back for a very special episode. And my next guest um, is Betsy Jensen. She's a body and mind life coach. And I'm telling you guys, she is really good at what she does. And we're going to actually go into her work at the end. So stick with us till the very end. But she is... Um, more in tune with people with pain. And for the last 20 years, she's been teaching neuroscience principles. And uh, she knows about chronic pain. And she's we've personally worked together. And I'm just so excited to have you. How are you doing today? <laughs> oh, thank you so much. I am so glad to be here. Yeah. And one of the things why I wanted you on here is because pain seems to be not just in the body, but also the mind. And so I think it's very important that, you know, I get, I got you to on this podcast so we can talk about, you know, what happens in the brain, how we can rewire it. You're the expert in it. But before we get started, um, I just want to let everyone know that's listening is we're going to do a live meditation at the very end. So don't go anywhere. So I'm really excited for that. So let's just start off. How the heck did you get started in all this after like being a physical therapist And you've been doing this, what, 20 years? Yeah, I feel like my whole life has been leading to this, honestly, because 
even in college, I knew I wanted to go to physical therapy school, but the major I chose for my bachelor's degree was psychology. Right. And then when I did my physical therapy interviews, I talked about how the mind and body are connected. And that was 20 plus years ago. Sure. And then I was a traditional physical therapist. I didn't think much about, you know, I took any electives I could at physical therapy school that were alternative medicine, but there really wasn't much offered. And I had a view of pain that was very traditional. That is... Mm if you have pain, it's because something in your body is injured. Yeah. And then I guess, fortunately, in a way I had, um, you know, a bunch of life changes at once and came up with, um, ulcerative colitis, yeah. ulcerative colitis in my body. And, um, it really affected my life and every aspect of it, even functioning, yeah. you know, like looking for a bathroom anywhere you go, I won't <laughs> get into details, but but one of my friends fortunately talked to me, she was in med school, in DO school. So not traditional, you know, med school, but um, osteopathy. And she said that ulcerative colitis is psychosomatic, which mm. you don't hear very much from doctors, but it was the best thing for me to hear right. because it started me on this journey of the mind and the body being integrated, which I always kind of felt like it was. I mean, it makes kind of sense when you think about it. Right. The vision is very artificial. and and then. And then it evolved to like, I was talking with people so much about it. Mm -hmm. It energizes me to talk about it. And then I thought, you know, I'm just going to go certify as a life coach and really do this full time. And that was that a little was over a year ago. I started a podcast mm -hmm. and I'm up on episode 80. I'm just, I haven't stopped talking about it and I love yeah. it. And your, your name of the podcast is Unstoppable Body and Mind, correct? Correct. Yeah. Okay, cool. So you're in the same kind of space too. So, you know, one thing I want to, uh, before we start, first of all, every, anything that's mentioned on this uh, podcast episode or any of the episode is not medical advice. So if you're having any type of health issues or uh, pain, definitely go see a qualified physician. But as far as pain, how do you know if pain is, is not due to an injury? Like, how do we know that? Yeah, it's, it gets really tricky because it feels exactly the same and it might even follow the same movement pattern. So you can't really go off, you know, it moves it, every time I move, it hurts this certain way. Um, but we do have some idea of when pain transforms from this acute pain to the chronic pain, which are more like neural circuit habits of the brain. And so that happens usually after normal healing time, which mm -hmm. is three to six months, so if you have, you know, a disc bulge or something, many healthy people without back pain have disc bulges. They don't, know, right. cause, they don't cause pain, you know, half of 40 year olds have a disc bulge right. that are pain-free, right? Pain-free <laughs> people. So, so we know that, that when we look with an MRI, there may be structural abnormalities, but if it's been long enough, like three to six months, t healing has occurred. And then yeah. the brain just has this habit of pain that yeah. it um, uses the same exact neural circuit. So it feels the same in your body yeah. as if the tissue is damaged. But many right. people, even professional athletes have like rotator cuff tears, meniscus tears. It's not just discs in the back. We have normal wear and tear with sure. age, but if it's in that first three to six month period, you know, it, even those sometimes pains I'm curious about right. because the brain is so powerful but it's pretty safe to say if it's been longer than six months and you've tried everything physical mm. that you can, you've gone to the doctor, you've tried physical therapy, you know, et cetera. You've, yeah. there's, 
probably a vast number of things people have tried, including diets, Yeah, you know, maybe Reiki, acupuncture, you know, all right. of these things. If you're still struggling, that's a good sign that you <laughs> haven't addressed the root of it, the cause, right. which is your brain. Yeah. And I just want to mention to anyone that's listening out there, I mean, I personally, you know, I talked to you yesterday and we did a, you know, mini session and I'm kidding you not guys. Like I, I was having pain at that moment, but by just hearing your voice and you being understanding, like that's kind of like what I needed. And I've seen about 20, 30 doctors, like in the last 10 years, um, that are specialists, um, for back and pain and, and, uh, you know, migraines and all that. And I would just go doctor to doctor to doctor. Now I did find one doctor, um, and I'm sure you're familiar with him as Dr. Schubner. He's one of the best doctors in the country. Mm-hmm. He is, uh, literally like, if you guys don't know him, look him up, Dr. Schubner. Um, he has a book out, uh, unlearn your pain, um, that changed my life. But then when you came and you started talking about the same type of principles and you gave me that same attention, it just kind of rewired my brain. So mm-hmm. let's, let's pivot off that. Like, how do we rewire our brains? And for anyone that's listening out there, what can they do? Kind of like what you did to me when we were doing a session. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so cool to talk about this. There are two main ways that I look at for rewiring your brain for producing less pain to um, explain the first type. It depends on how you respond to the pain that you have in your body. So when you have a sensation of, you know, say neck pain and you respond with a lot of fear and a lot of worry, Mm -hmm. how's it going to be the rest of my day? (laughs) What is my future going to look like? How come I, you know, this keeps happening to me. Why can no one figure this out? That can cause more pain. We actually know that there's a pain, fear, pain cycle. So the way that you react to pain is the first way to start rewiring your, your brain. And you don't have to do it perfectly. You don't have to do it all the time, but any little times you can little, um, ways that you might see your pain a little more neutrally, more in the present moment. If you Mm -hmm. notice you're thinking of the future, try to bring it back to the sensation right now. Right start to breathe maybe for just two minutes, just calm your nervous system in that moment. And as you have that same pain signal, but you respond differently, it teaches Mm -hmm. your brain that this is not important. It does Mm -hmm. not need to be on the lookout for amplifying pain Mm -hmm. and producing pain. We're retraining the brain to have the same input, but a different response. And then it rewires. That's very interesting stuff. Isn't like how it the right? Brain is like its own entity, but it feels yeah. like when I'm like walking around, it's like it automatically picks up on certain stimulus. Like yes. if I'm in a place I don't want to be, it it will send a signal like get me the yeah. f out of here. I don't want to be here, and I'm yeah. going to give you pain until you 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 take yeah. care of me. And and right. that's sometimes pain is. I hate to say it, it's good, right? I mean, it can it's be a, a signal. It's a danger signal. Yeah. yeah. It's like there to protect you. We just need to interpret it the right way. Yeah. And I think of like how your body can respond so physically. If you have stomach food, uh, food poisoning mm-hmm. and you you're, you know, super upset by a food that you ate mm-hmm. and you see that food or think of that food or smell that food, maybe a year later, and you still have your body response. So think of how that is with pain. If you've been told like, this is so dangerous that you have a disc bulge, every movement might, right. you know, you might herniate your disc and you'll be, you know, paralyzed right. you know, people, your brain is going to send yeah. pain to you if it thinks you're yeah. in danger. 
And the mind is so powerful. It, you know, even when the doctor looked at me and said, well, you know, you're getting up there in age. And I'm like, I'm, I'm like 40, like you're 40. I, should, I, I shouldn't be having problems ah. touching my toes. Well, you know, you're getting up there. And so they would use that ah. line. And I'm like, you know, fast forward a couple of years later, I'm in better shape than I was in ever in my life. You know, and the problem is my brain and the words that came out of that person's mouth actually started to manifest. And it's like, okay, he just confirmed that I have pain. So I'm going to have pain for the rest of my life. But that's where you come in and you're like, words can be powerful, right? Yeah. I heard that that words are like spells or words are (laughs) like, yeah, or words are like programs to our subconscious. So it's amazing. Sometimes I'll work with people and they'll say things like, I think I'm always just going to have one pain or another. And I'm like, what? Wait, why do you think that? And they usually are told things like, this is just how the human body, this is what happens with Mm -hmm. age. But you look at, you know, that 90 year old woman that does gymnastics and (laughs) if there's an exception, then that doesn't, that means that, you know, it's hard to tease out what is the nocebo effect from what we're taught about getting older. Right. I mean, there's a lot of people listening right now that may have given up. They've tried every everything out there. They went to doctors, physical therapy, chiropractors, acupuncture, and then I'm one of them. But what, what can you say to that person that's listening? And also the second part is, can you talk about how stress plays a big role in all of this inner minds? Oh my gosh. Yes. I'm so glad you tied it back to stress (laughs) because that's, that's actually the second main way to rewire your brain is to decrease your stress. Yeah. But Um, what was the first question going back to the physical therapy? Yeah. So like if everyone, uh, or anyone that's listening, that's out there, they've, they're probably, some people are like, they're rolling their eyes. I can tell like, Oh, I, I don't believe in that, that hocus pocus stuff. And I've tried everything. I went to a mind doctor. I went to a a hypnotherapist. So they've tried every modality. So what can you kind of tell them just to kind of open their mind and say, Hey, it's not, it's not a lost cause. Cause you've yes. had a lot of success with the coaching that you do. And, and I'm here to be a testimony that, yeah, you are, you are legit. You are good at what you do. So you. you can explain like, or just like, tell somebody that, you know, to give them, uh, give something a try and not knock it in, until they yeah. try it. Yeah. Well, I think what makes me unique, one thing that's great is, you know, being that physical therapist for 20 years, I've been working with people in pain for a long time and I've been wanting to help them. And the people with chronic pain always scared me the most. And now those people who've tried everything and are so frustrated and, you know, they just feel like there's no hope. They're Mm -hmm. my people. Like, yeah, they're my people. They're like the ones that I'm like excited to find because this is so hopeful and it is based on neuroscience. Like I'm a total science geek. And this is why I love this. I actually have a friend in physical therapy school right now, and he is learning about central sensitization, which which is what they call, you know, there's so many names for TMS, mind-body syndrome, neuroplastic pain, neurogenic pain, neural circuit pain, Central sensitization is one of them. Right. And they they are learning about this now. But 20 years ago when I went to I went yeah. to Duke, but <laughs> we didn't learn about it because they were they were starting to do these studies yeah. on healthy backs, but it wasn't, you know, we didn't understand like why do why do half of people on the earth have, you know, no back pain but have disc bulges? 
Right. And we're only MRIing the people who have pain. Right. <laughs> so. I mean, you've heard of Dr. Sardo, right? Of course. Yes, exactly. So he was they, one of the first books. They, they thought that he was crazy or a lot of people were saying, uh, it's just, you know, mind body, but fortunately he passed away, but his legacy keep, you know, moves on and more people are reading his, his work and what he believed in. And I'm telling you, it's, it's going to be a game changer, maybe not, Mm -hmm. you know, in the next couple of years, but when people start to really understand what he was talking about with pain and the mind and the body, it's just, you know, like, yes. And there is a kind of updated book that is yeah. even with the most current, because he was in like the 60s, I think. Yeah. So now neuroscience has actually studied it yeah. and they've studied people and they've shown how people, even with 60 degrees degree scoliosis curves mm-hmm. can be pain-free after right. decades of pain, they can rewire their brain mm-hmm. to not respond in the same way. Sure. And when you don't respond with, will lead right into the stress question. When we're not responding with fear, you know, mm-hmm. catastrophizing, frustration, any of those things that increase your emotions, then again, it's rewiring your brain yeah. to know that there's a different way to react. Sure. And since since we know that, you know, the things have healed in the vast majority of cases, it's like 80 to 90% of cases, there's nothing structural that's unhealed. So these are just neural circuits. And with some people, they can turn off immediately. I mean, they can, so it's, it's amazing to reconceive of, of pain in this different way. But the thing to understand about stress, how stress plays a part is, you know, you think about stress, it's, perceiving that there's a threat or that you can't cope with the demands put on you. Mm -hmm. And that initiates the stress response, which is a whole systemic change in your body, right? Blood gets diverted, your heart rate speeds up, your breathing becomes shallow and fast, your digestion, blood is, you know, diverted from that. That's not Mm -hmm. important. So um, you get a, a lot of cortisol, which we know chronic cortisol increases inflammation. So all these people controlling their diet for inflammation, you know, for inflammatory conditions, if you have a lot of stress, that's increasing your systemic inflammation as well. So we know that when we have the stress response, there are physical changes in our body. Mm -hmm. Just like when we have an embarrassed response, there's a physical change of blushing in our body. Yeah. It's kind of like, we can't, it's like uncontrollable, like when we get something like that. So I want to give you a scenario here and you just kind of tell me, you know, what your best answer. So if let's say hypothetically, um, somebody is, you know, someone that went through trauma, um, and they're fine, you know, uh, they're able to function, they're able to go to work, but they starting to notice like in certain situations when they're around certain people or environments, uh, loud noises, um, you know, just being uncomfortable around uh, maybe an, a narcissist, for example, or somebody that's abusive or toxic, they notice like something changes in their body. Um, and then when they get away from that person, they go back to, you know, baseline and they're fine. Um, mm-hmm. And I can contest for this. And a lot of my clients would also say that, you know, they're abusive, like, person that they live with or uh, ex or someone that used to date, whenever they hear the name or see a picture, things start to happen. So can you explain to us what happens when we, like, obviously we visually see it. 
how can our imaginations like help us heal? Like if you can talk mm-hmm. about and tie all that in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's interesting to think about how, you know, our brain, I think about it like our brain is so efficient, right? And so it's going to run programs that are unquestioned. And so you might notice something change in your body without even thinking, I have a thought about it, but you notice that physiological change. And so that's when you can start to get curious. What am I thinking about it? If it's causing a stress response, you know, trauma is actually very similar to stress. It's perceiving that you can't cope with the situation. It's more than your nervous system can handle in the moment. Sure. So, so there are ways of really understanding that you don't have to necessarily change the situation in order to change your perception of your safety or your ability to cope. So that's one avenue to, to explore is like, what are the thoughts? I don't have conscious awareness of them, but maybe journaling, I can bring up what are those thoughts that I might have from that trauma from childhood. And what a beautiful thing that, that my body keeps bringing this up for me to to work through and to heal and to see my power here that I'm not that child or that, Mm -hmm. you know, the person who sustained the trauma anymore. Mm -hmm. And I have my own back. I I can, you know, help myself through this. Right. It's just just so interesting stuff. I can talk about this forever, but um, so just wrapping up here before we go into the meditation, I want you to kind of walk us through, let's say, somebody comes to you with pain, what are some things that they can use immediately that you work with your clients with and someone that's listening on this podcast episode, what can they do right away? Especially if they're a little bit hesitant, what would you kind of recommend? Okay. Well, the, the main thing I would recommend if someone is starting out with pain in their body in the moment, there's a couple of meditations I have on my podcast. One is called Somatic Tracking, a Meditation for Healing. I think it's number 26. And that has been shown in neuroscience, somatic tracking, to um, decrease the amygdala's response. The amygdala, you know, is where we have fight or flight. Crazy enough, this is also where we modulate pain. So it's like a volume knob for our pain is in the same place where we have fight or flight response. So if that gets overactivated in someone who's primed for pain, that's going to trigger pain. So somatic tracking is this way of tuning into the body, starting to rewire the brain. Cause again, you have those same signals, but you're looking at them differently, differently. You're imagining what your shoulder feels like and what it looks like from the inside. And you're in this very calm, curious way, feeling the same exact sensation without fear, catastrophizing worry. And that alone, I've had so many people say that decreases their pain in the moment to just, um, you know, it's a meditation that's focused specifically for, you know, integrating with your body and calming your nervous system. So that was, that would be my number one. Some people are in so much pain that putting attention on that body part is even too much. Mm -hmm. So I have a meditation for positive sensation Mm -hmm. where you focus on something else in your body, like um, your, your eyebrow or right, the tip right. of your nose. So you, or the breath, you focus on something positive to distract mm-hmm. your brain. Both of those are just like immediate. If you want to just like give yourself a little bit break and calm your nervous system, do those. Mm-hmm. 
if you want to build your knowledge about this, you know, that the way out by Alan Gordon is like Dr. Sarno's book, but updated mm-hmm. um, and listen to my podcast. I would recommend starting with number 69, easy to remember the pain, fear, pain cycle. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, but it explains how the way we react, this is all based on research, the way we react, if we catastrophize pain, we are more likely to have our acute pain turn chronic, Mm. more likely to have new acute pain, and more likely after surgery to have a longer recovery with more complications. So this is real. The way we think, Mm. the way we feel affects our body and it affects our brain. It teaches our brain what to focus on and we can teach it to focus on something else. And the most beautiful thing about this is you can bring more joy into your life because each time, Mm -hmm. and we'll do this in the meditation, each time on purpose, you're focusing on something joyful Mm -hmm. or happy or grateful that you're grateful for. You're bringing more of that into your life on purpose. Plus that decreases your pain. So it's a (laughs) (laughs) win-win. Wow. And Plus also your lives. That's what kind of drew me to you in the first place. Cause I was just looking online and there's a lot of pain specialists out there, but there was a particular live where you were talking about how we can control the actual volume by listening to ourselves and and watching what we are putting in our heads from, from our, from other people. So if we believe that we're broken then you know, we're going to be that way, you know, so watching what we say in our, in our minds and our actions, that all plays a role. And so that those lives, you guys check her out on, on Instagram. And speaking of, can you just tell us where we can find you on social media? Um, so anyone that's listening, they can go check you out. Absolutely. So for Facebook, for Instagram, it's body and mind life coach. Okay. No, I lied for Instagram it's body and mind life coach. <laughs> Instagram is body and mind life coach. Facebook is Betsy body and mind life coach. But if you just type in body and mind life coach, it'll bring up mine Um, on YouTube as well. Body and mind life coach, my website. And then the only thing to remember that's different is the, the podcast unstoppable body and mind. Yeah. Awesome. And you have also a Facebook group, correct? And there is a Facebook group. Yes. So there's a there's a Facebook group that you can ask to join. So I do a little more, you know, intimate stuff for them. Mm-hmm. And then I I also coach one-on-one and just started a um, group coaching program, a six-month okay. container of really diving deep, applying all the things that I teach and you know, doing it in a small group atmosphere. There yeah. are a few spots left. We might be able to, you know, when you're hearing this. Yeah. If you're feeling really prompted, go look this stuff up um, or it'll come back in the next six months. But there's a lot of free content too. Mm -hmm. My Instagram is really a great place to just follow me and check out all the stuff and interact with me. You can message me there. Cool. Okay. Yeah. You guys check her out. She's really good. Or I I wouldn't have had her on this podcast. So (laughs) Um, yeah, he he approached me. I thought it was a scam. I'm like, this guy. I get that all the time. I'm like, what? And then, but fortunately I like one day I just like circled back around and I, and I checked it out. I'm like, okay, this guy has a podcast. He's Law of attraction. Like, yeah. Yeah. It was like the perfect time. And all of a sudden I was like, oh, Hey, let's do yeah. this. I love talking about this. Yeah. And, and like you, like I said, the lives, it was like, you were talking to me and I was like, oh. that's it. That's, I would just, I just knew. And so I'm glad that you circled around and, and now hopefully we can help 
whoever's listening out there. And so you guys waited this far. So we're going to leave the best for last. Um, So I'm going to let you take it away and start the meditation. And whenever you're ready. All right. So during this meditation, just get comfortable, whether you're seated, laying down, however you're comfortable, just start to notice your body melting into the surface, relaxing, feeling your feet touch the floor, feeling your contact with the chair or the bed or the floor. And start to notice your breath. Start to notice without changing it, just being curious, maybe feeling the breath coming in your nose and out. Maybe feeling the chest moving up and down. Maybe lengthening the breath if that feels good to you. Starting to notice your body, starting to settle in. If you notice any mind chatter, imagine just letting those thoughts float away for the next few minutes. Returning to the breath or to anywhere else in your body that gets your attention. Start to scan your body right now and and notice if there's a place. Maybe there's multiple places that get your attention, that feel a little different. But I want you to focus on one. It may be different from day to day. This is what your body has for you today. We can be so curious. The intent is not to change anything with your body, to be forceful, but just to be curious, fascinated, intrigued, as you focus on that area of the body. Maybe you have sensation that's uncomfortable that you would call pain, and maybe you can think of it, how, would, how else could you describe it? Maybe you could just describe it as a pulling or a tightness or a warmth. As you imagine with your mind's eye, Focus your attention on that area of your body. Imagine what it looks like to you. If nothing is coming to you very easily, that's okay. You can just be curious. But try to focus your energy, your attention on that area. Maybe you imagine something like the doctor has told you is going on. Maybe you imagine something bulging or torn, or maybe you imagine a shape and maybe it's moving or maybe it's like a rock. What does it look like? What is the shape, the color, the consistency of that area? Is it moving quickly or slowly? Just tune in as if you're looking at a piece of art in a museum or you're looking out the window as you drive somewhere or someone drives you you're looking and just being so curious you could even imagine shrinking yourself down to be in that area so you're looking around from the view of it being you being right there in that space And what do you see? What do you notice? 
Does it change as you are in this area? Can you touch that? Can you feel anything differently? Is there any type of emotion that comes to you in this area? Now you can imagine sending breath into that space. Does the breath move around the object or through it? Imagine if your area is hot, maybe you imagine a cool breath that's cooling the area. Maybe if you're imagining tightness, you can imagine something softening or loosening or letting go. Maybe if the area is cool and cold, the breath is warm and you imagine energy going into all of the cells of that area and enlivening and repairing and and calming everything. And you can be so curious about how when you're staying in one position, the sensations of your body can change just by the thoughts that you have. And maybe you can come up with something that represents this space that you're in right now. Maybe it's a deep sigh or clenching and then releasing your hands. Maybe it's imagining a place where you feel very safe. Memorize how this feels in your body. Maybe you can even attach a very powerful emotion to it, like gratitude. Being grateful that you're able to explore these things with your mind and learn new ways to cope and feel safe. And then you can take one last deep breath in and slowly blink your eyes open, noticing as you return to the room how you're feeling and how your body feels. Wow. That was amazing. Thanks for doing that. My pleasure. Oh, I love it. (laughs) Yeah. And I hope you guys got something out of it. um, Cause I certainly did. And, and I'm deciding I'm going to make this a bonus episode. Um, And just to let you know that I've only had like maybe two out of my hundred episodes. So this is something (laughs) you guys that are listening, you can play back over and over and over again. And every time you get stressed, just listen to the voice and see, I mean, hopefully you get something out of it, but Betsy, you've been like amazing and you're always welcome back anytime. Uh, My pleasure. Yeah, I I love doing this kind of stuff. I love talking about it. So start following, check it out, share it with other people. Yeah. This is such a message of hope and joy and potential. Yeah. We don't need to keep suffering. See, for me, I wish, like when I I was not in pain at one point in my life, like I wish I started doing the work then because Mm -hmm. don't wait until you start breaking down or going through like, let's say something stressful at work or at home, if it's chaotic, because it will catch up to you. And then the pain's going to hit you so hard out of nowhere. Like it happened to me. 
and then it just gradually gets worse. So if I had known you and I started to kind of do this type of work, I think I could have, you know, weathered the storm a little bit better and understood why I was thinking what I was thinking because I was lost. I mean, one person was saying, you're never going to get better. And I was going here and getting passed around. And yeah. Do you think yeah. of the pain, fear, pain cycle? It's like, obviously <laughs> you spun yourself up, not meaning to, not because of any incapacity of yourself, but because that's a natural thing to do when you're told all these things and not yeah. given alternatives that are equally yeah. true. <laughs> yeah. So thank you again. And uh, we'll, we'll keep in touch for sure. My pleasure. Sounds All right. Great. Thanks, Josh. Yep. All right, guys, stay tuned for the next episode. I got a lot more guests coming up this season. I hope you guys got something out of this episode. Always keep moving forward, guys. And we are out. You're listening to the On Call Network.